Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, I see, I see I was right. Uh, I was I was correct, as the man Boo. of the people always is. Boo. What were you correct about, Chris? Well, well I mean... You can't, you can't boo me. I'm man of the people. I'm, I'm the man, manest of the people. Should I just play a boo the entire time that you talk on this episode? Every time you say something, it'd be a very annoying episode. Yeah, it'd be lose very every, bad. Yeah, every. every <laughs> it'd be an editing nightmare. Like, Obert would have to silence your track until you talk, and then silence it again until. But anywho, uh, yeah. Um, so we got the. The official DAWF podcast whiteboard is, is sitting it's right here. behind Obert. Yep. It's here. It's a very and real, tangible, actual whiteboard. It's an actual whiteboard. Just like our mailbag. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as real as the mailbag, but uh, is it is still very real. Uh, and uh, yeah, so last week, Man of the People, it's on the board. It is the on the board. First point on the board. So uh, I will say that I'm, I'm really impressed with Obert's drawing ability to draw a swan thank you i gotta say i'm very proud of that swan <laughs> it's a pretty good swan. yeah uh, uh, i won't lie i did go to google.com and type how to draw a swan and i found i found a uh step-by-step instruction for kindergartners that i was able to follow and come up with this beauty right here so it's very nice it is very nice yeah. it's honking i mean swans honk right i don't know well that's what the story that spawned the whole sound oh, clip right. was. <laughs> right, right, Let's talk right, about right, swans right. being assholes. So I did. I yes. thought, oh, I was drawing a Canadian goose, and then I decided, no, it has to be a swan. <laughs> yeah, no, that is correct. Okay. But okay. on the whiteboard, we have Chris is in the lead, one, one to zero to zero. So we're do, we did a fresh start after last week, and uh, I take it your historian, our historian, never contacted you with like the true. Like uh, no, 405 victories to, to zero to We're two. starting now. So this is a, it's a clean slate as of a week ago. So Yep. And I'm not going to lie. If, it feels pretty nice. It feels pretty nice to be the only man of the people ever. Yeah. Well, I I won't lie. I am, I'm not feeling good about my odds this week. I have, a, I have like a sub 50 check-in beer if I had to guess. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I think, I, I think I'm in the same boat. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So, I think mine's higher, higher than that. I think. <laughs> so, who gets to drink first this week? Should I drink? I don't know. I think I'm. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go this week. Ted stole okay. it from me last week, but uh, right now I'm bringing <laughs> bringing another imagination beer on the pod. Uh, I told you guys since they started carrying them at the grocery store near me, I'm going to have them back a lot more often. And. This was canned on uh, February 12th, so this is only, uh, whatever, two or three-week-old beer. This is their Oh Sweet Combination Elation Cappuccino Mousse Trifle Imperial Pastry Stout. There's a lot of words there. Yeah, yeah. The important ones being cappuccino, mousse, trifle, and pastry, (laughs) I guess. Now, what is the difference between a trifle and a truffle? Truffle is a type of shuffle it's also a type of mushroom that pigs hunt okay uh trifle is a dessert i think there's also chocolate truffles too but i don't know what those are uh, yeah the world of the world of truffles and trifles has always been a strifle for me yeah there you go 
We could we could do two things. We could Google right now trifle versus truffle, or we could just tell our listeners to email us with the definition, and uh, we'll find out. I prefer them doing the work on this. Yeah, one. yeah. We we got a podcast to record. We're busy here. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody out there has probably made a trifle with a truffle, or a truffle with a trifle, and they can write in and tell us about it. But oh yeah, this is also made with. So the reason it's called Oh Sweet Combination is because it's made with uh, local chocolate and local coffee. Posh chocolate and drum coffee are the uh, the two places that uh, contributed their espresso beans and their chocolate to this beautiful pastry style. Yeah, look at that. Oh, mm. wow. Wow. That's a nice That's looking a beer. beautiful looking beer. It is. Hey, Obert, do you know what time it is? No, I don't. Can you tell me? <laughs> it's beer 30, and I'm... Thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Indeed. Oh, man. That one always gets me fired up to drink some beer. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, but so before the podcast, I did some research on what exactly is a pastry stout beer. And it's not really cleanly defined like some of the other ones like uh milkshake ipa or new england ipa where there's like an actual like official categorization under the great american beer fest pastry stats kind of still a nebulous term um but i found a really good article on hopculture.com that i'm going to put in the show notes that has if nothing else gorgeous pictures of amazing pastry stats from around this country um <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's got a quote in here from one of our favorites, uh, Trillium, the founder, says, at its most basic, these stouts feature culinary ingredients that drive home the impression of rich dessert flavors. From That's a quote from J.C. Tetrault, founder of Trillium. Um, I, think and just, I, think it's, I think it's Tetro. Tetro, sure. You could pronounce it that way. You, could, <laughs> you, say, you say Tetro, I say Tetrault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, this has got, like I said, it goes through pastry stats from all across the country. Some really amazing ones on here. Um, but it was interesting to learn a little bit about pastry stout. It kind of started off as like a derisive name of being like, oh, those pastry stouts. But then brewers started to kind of incorporate it and embrace the name. And now everybody's throwing dessert shit in beers all the time. So it's true. I'm, it's not, true. I'm not upset about it. No, me neither. I'm, I'm a big, big fan. I am too, except for that I'm not a big fan of their big, big calories. That's a good point, you know. <laughs> it's definitely when, a drinking in moderation. When you're taking a whole plate of brownies, like the brewery up the road told me that they were trying to do on their beer, and stick it into a, a, a cheesecloth and shove it in the tank, I'm like, oh, okay, that's just, you know, we're just adding 30,000 calories to the beer now. Fun. Yeah, I mean, you can't be that surprised. It t- makes it taste yeah, amazing. But- yeah, but that's like that's just one plate of brownies and a whole vat of beer. I yeah. mean, geez, it, it ends up being like four like, four like, crumbs per beer. <laughs> yeah, the CPB is super low. It's like <laughs> CPB. Uh, yeah, crumbs per beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an official thing. Yeah. Don't look it up. Science scientists use it. But on our uh, what's our official color scale again? Was it the SRM scale? Yeah, this comes in at about a billion on the SRM scale, as you can imagine, <laughs> with all that espresso and chocolate. Um, I like that glass. Is, is, Thank you. It is a great glass. It's, um, yeah, from an Oktoberfest that Chris and I went to in 2011. This uh, 
We're going on 10 years of this class. This It'll be Thanks 10 years old this October. Assholes. Maybe I'll, may, you know what? Maybe I'll go get mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to go get it real quick. All right. Where, guys, where was my invite? Talking. I just want to make Todd feel. I want to make Todd feel left out. Uh, I, you know, maybe it got lost in the mail. I would say keep looking in the mailbox, and maybe it's just ten years late showing up. I, I got to say that I am I am extremely hurt, and I, I I don't know if I can go on. Well, I apologize for not inviting you to a beer fest nine and a half years ago. As you but, should. Uh, it'll never happen again, Todd. I will invite you to every beer fest I go to from this day forward. Okay, we're we're getting we're getting better. Okay. We're getting better. Oh, wow. Chris's is in much better shape than mine. Mine's kind of starting to, to fade a little bit. Chris's looks bright yellow like the day he bought it. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, maybe my dishwasher just sucks. I don't know. <laughs> but it does. It uh, isn't. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an antique. It is. But anyways. It is. All right. Anyway, I've stalled long enough. Let me, let me dive into this beer. Mm, wow. It definitely hits you with a wave of those amazing desserty flavors. That really rich cocoa, the really deep, dark chocolate um, complements that espresso really nicely. I don't get much of the espresso flavor in here, much more so the chocolate. seems like the more dominant flavor. But is you it get bitter those... or is it sweet? or? Um, it's a little sweet. It's not too overwhelmingly sweet. You get a lot of those roasty, toasty notes on the back end. Um, I think the, the bitterness is really balanced out, I think, well by the sweetness. Because, you know, both of those are pretty bitter foods mm. or food slash beverages um yeah and actually as it warms up i do get a little bit more of that roasted espresso um maybe it's roasted cacao nibs it's hard to it's hard to tell they're like <laughs> they're very similar roasty flavors you just know it's not um, roasty toasty bananas exactly there's also it says in here a little bit of Mad- madagascar vanilla and some lactose i get a little bit of those too the lactose definitely helps it with that full-bodied mouthfeel um, and the vanilla definitely adds a little bit of the sweetness to kind of round it out, smooth it over. Really good. Um, you know, this is actually, I had a, I had a practice take with this when I was on a, <laughs> on a Skype call with, with our buddy Nick earlier last week, Ted and I were, uh, it was wishing him a happy birthday. And they said, what do you want for your birthday? He said, I want you to come on to this, this call and be drinking a pastry stout. So I said, I can do that. Went and picked Picked up a four pack of these, so like a good friend. Yeah, I mean, the, if someone asks me to drink beer f- with them on their birthday, that's like a pretty easy present. I can do that. That's an easy thing. Nice. I can that's make awesome. happen. Ha- hashtag fun fact: Nick came over this past weekend, and he finally got to try our our stout. Oh, and he brew. was pleasantly surprised and described it as um like like cream soda flavored. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. And that okay. again was a uh, blonde. White chocolate stout? Correct. Yeah, white chocolate blonde stout. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad that Nick finally got to try the fruits of his labor. Yeah, and he's, I, you know, unless you guys plan on showing up in the next few weeks to my house, I think he may be the only one besides me who was there that day that got to try it. I tried it, but just not uh, final form, not, I think. Not carbonated or cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was there I was there when we kegged it. Right. I tried it then, so we kind of fast-carbed it. But it's still, like you said, it's not, it wasn't 100% like it is right now. It, it pours like a wonderful beer that's sitting in my fridge. It's, it's, it actually is really, really good. It has aged really well. It has developed into a, a fantastic beer. Oh, man, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, before we move off this too far, let me, let me throw down a rating here. You know, these pastry stouts, they're, 
they're tough because you can't really drink more than one. It's like you said, a bajillion calories. They're super rich. Um, you know, if I'm putting the pinnacle of a pastry stout of being like like a KBS or CBS, whichever one's the maple syrup one, that's the CBS, right? Yeah, uh, yeah from founders. That's, that's like, that's a solid four and a half for me. You know, this is not quite there. Um, but I'm still going to get a four and a quarter. Still better than a 4.0. Not as good as like a barrel-aged skillet from Burial. Mm. Donut skillet. That one was really good. That is really, really good. Donut skillet is fantastic. But still really, really good. Yeah, so what do we got? Let's see. Untapped. Untapped verse. How many are there on this? So there is a grand total of 11. 11. Yeah. (laughs) Does it even give you an average when there's that few? There is an average. Okay. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah, like I said, there's just uh, imagination. They don't get a lot of check-ins. They're small, small time shop. But um, I, I will say that I feel like we have to make a rule on this one, though. Like, if you get this right, it this doesn't count as getting it right, right? Okay. Because like, <laughs> why? Because like, it's I feel like it's easy, it's easier with. I think it's hard. Like I said, I have no idea where it's gonna be. All right, so we should okay. so we we should count it. All right, go ahead and take a guess. Um, I'm gonna say this comes in at like a. 4.10. So you're kind of close. Um, it's a 4.30. So it okay. wasn't. It was a whole number. <laughs> I got the. I got two of the three decimal numbers right. I got the first one and the third one. Couldn't knock that middle number in, but uh, you know that's, it is that's, what it is. Them's the breaks. Left you know the what? five pin. So just will you, so we can use the whiteboard here. Over we got uh, 0.20. I know I just said it to the microphone, but. Uh, <laughs> So we don't have any more of these uh, mystery, mystery man of the peoples anymore. We got it tracked, so we can find out. But uh, leaving it wide open for you guys. Like I said, I knew it would be a hard one with those 11 check-ins. But um, who's ready to go take a run at the goose? The run at the swan. Here. <laughs> I, I'm going to, you know what, I'm gonna, Chris, I'm going to graciously allow you to go, even though your, your camera looks very, very weird. Um, go ahead. Okay. All right. You want to see what you're up against? I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, I do want to apologize to you guys because I did specifically buy beer that I was going to have on the podcast, but then I forgot to put it in the fridge. So, so I have, uh, yeah, but I still have one. I had one that I was kind of holding on to. Uh, and you know what? I've been doing like a blast from blast from my past segments recently. So here's another one. That I think it's the last one I'm going to have uh, from an- another fan favorite uh, of the of the podcast, uh, and this is uh, it's called "Welcome to Harga" from Fat Orange Cat Brewing. Oh, I haven't heard so, of that one. One of our favorites, Fat Orange. Yeah, Cat. it's a double IPA, eight eight and a half percent alcohol, um, and distributed by twelve percent, which of course we talked about a ton. Uh, flowers with the little kitty, little kitty hiding in the flowers. How nice! <laughs> so now is this it looks a, like a, a fatter s- version of Simba? Yeah. Now, was this a, a special delivery from Connecticut, or was this a local pickup? This was a special delivery. Yes, uh, this came with the baby snatchers. Uh, okay. So I've and mind you, I have already had a few of these, so I, I, you know, I had the 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 pleasure of having this before. Hard to see because of my light, but it's a nice hazy. Oh, nice IPA. glass there, Chris. Oh, I know it's like super beautiful. It's actually like one of my first beer fests. Might have been my first beer fest, to be honest, back in 2011. Um, basically, I think that's where this podcast started. Uh, I think yeah. we talked about it then. <laughs> and uh, I, I still don't know where my anyway. invite was. It still baffles me. 
It, it's like such a nice glass. Uh, Todd, hold actually, up. I had this hold one. Up and and then I, we can all. Yeah, Todd, can you hold yeah. yours up too? This will be a good. This be good. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Okay. Oh no. I mean, mine has a frog oh, on no. it. I actually, I was going through my cabinet. And I was like, "Ooh, do I want to use the 2011 or the 2014?" Hmm. I don't know, but went with the 2011. And uh, <laughs> so it's a nice, uh, beautiful, hazy IPA. Uh, nice orange color. The head is a uh, very, very slight, very, very slight head, but it is still there. It hasn't dissipated completely yet. Uh, floral and citrus is what I get primarily on the nose. So looks like it's going to be, uh, well, surprise, it's a good one. But <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! It's fun! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, very, very solid, if you couldn't imagine. Uh, a little bit bitter on the front. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, normally a double IPA I notice is like a little bit sweeter than uh, like your typical IPAs. Uh, this one's got a bit of a bite to it in the front and then it, it trails off into some citrus, uh, followed by some of the piney earthy notes. So yeah, you get the, I'm trying to decipher like what it is. I keep saying pineapple. I don't know if I'm just like having a stroke for like a million years and I just taste pineapple all the time, but like, it's your star um, fruit. It's my star fruit. I yeah. Can, it's just, I've got pineapple on the brain, I guess. <laughs> is, pineapple, uh, but I guess is pineapple CJ's favorite fruit? Mm, he likes pineapple. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think it's his favorite. I thought probably blueberries. I wasn't sure if you guys had pineapple like all the time. No. I will say we probably have pineapple more often than most Childless people, families. Than childless families. But, but <laughs> when we do have a pineapple, he takes it down and treats it as his friend. And carries it around <laughs> I think everywhere. that's why, because I get like Snapchats of your son <laughs> playing with pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> and like, mind you, that's surrounded by a mess of toys. He's just got the pineapple yeah. sitting on his table. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a kid, you know? <laughs> Does he get upset when you cut uh, up those prickly boys? Oh, no, he won't let, like, there's pineapples we've had to, like, throw, no, throw away because he just bruises them because he just carries them around all the time. <laughs> oh, man, he's so funny. Anyways, so it's very, very solid. Um, it Like I said, the bitterness at the front isn't too bad. I wouldn't say it turns somebody off, but um, I like this beer a lot. Uh, it's something different. Not so much. Not, I don't know how to say it. It's it's not when I think of like a fat orange cat beer. This is not one of the ones that I immediately think of. Like because I've had like a quite a few other ones that are more citrusy, like way more citrusy and stuff like that. Um, and this does have that citrus bite, but I think it's a, a a neat direction. I don't know if the I don't know what Harga is. I assume it's some kind of garden, but uh, but it's a it's a very good beer, very solid beer. But just a little different than their traditional style of IPA. I think so. Um, it's got a few things that are that taste a little different. I think it might have been some of the hops they use, but it's not in a bad way. It's still very good. Um, I think I've rated this on Untap before because at first I didn't think I was going to have it on the podcast, and then I forgot to put all my beers in the fridge, and I did. And so <laughs> I may have already rated it on Untap, but I don't remember what I rated it. I'm gonna give it four and a quarter. I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. I don't remember if I did grade it. I don't remember what I graded it last time. Might have been a four, four and a quarter. I'm I don't, I don't between... think you checked it in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Phew. All right, so I'm going to give it a four and a quarter for the first and only time ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me see. I don't think, I don't know how many check-ins there are. 
But I feel pretty locked in on a 4.17. Okay, there's 587 check-ins. In Ooh, that's a lot more than I thought. Welcome to Harga. But uh, 4.25, right in line with what you guessed. Oh, wow, okay. But uh, not your, not the man of the people guessed, but your rating, I should say. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. But 0.08, not too yeah, bad. I'll put it on the board. Put it on the board. <laughs> so there you go. Todd, I, I had to make it hard for you. I it's had to make true. it hard. So let's see. So I have your point. What is it? Point seven. Oh eight. Point oh eight. I can't read your handwriting. So that's okay. I didn't write it for for you. I wrote it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, trying to stay on the podcast without uh, turning away from the microphone for too long. So I just jotted it down. I think the oh seven you're seeing is actually the point two oh reversed in the mirror, and the two looks like a seven backwards. Is what I think is happening. Oh, man. All right, but anyways, Todd, what do you got? Yeah, so my beer this week um, is a Crowler. I can't believe I went last with a Crowler, but this is this is where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very smart. It is a uh, dr- it's called Drumroll Stout by Phantom Brewing out of Hartford, Connecticut. It is a ten percent ABV Imperial Stout with coffee and cacao. Todd wow. not only has a Crowler, he has a Crowler of a ten percent beer and went last. Yeah. And according to the the um the sticker, it contains lactose. Okay. I don't know why that wouldn't be on the description, but now have you brought these guys? I've never heard of these Phantom Brewing before. I have not. I have not brought these guys to the podcast before. They are a relatively new brewery. Um, I want to say they're probably about two years old. Uh, maybe maybe younger than that. Um, for any of those uh any of the listeners in Connecticut, Phantom Brewery is located. In a uh, brewing supply store in Hartford. So there's the East Hartford Brewing Store, which most people go to because it has a broader selection of stuff. And then there was always the other brewing store that was in Hartford that you, you went there if the other brewing store didn't have anything. Or didn't have what you, exactly what you were looking for. So what they did was they took half of the store and they turned it into a, a, a brewery. Um, a couple TVs... You know, uh, they they have a decent tap list. It's usually about seven to eight beers long, ranges from IPAs to German style beers to stouts. I mean, they do they do a little bit of everything. And in my couple times of going there, the beer is pretty good. Uh, you know, I I assume the guy who owns it doesn't just own a brewery store because he likes to own a brewery store. He actually knows how to brew. Nice. That sounds that sounds really cool. Yeah, and they so is there like, like a, seating? Is there like is it a bar or just like to go only no it there's seating i mean there's probably okay. a good four or five or six tables in there um and then there's there's a bar where you can sit at during non uh covet times and then there's another bar that stretches along the store and you can like sit by like the brewing tanks so it's it's pretty neat it's a pretty cool setup uh, they've got this awesome mural of like downtown Hartford. If anybody's ever driven into downtown Hartford, you can see the city as you're passing by. So they have that view from across the river in East Hartford, and uh, it kind of fades off into like a creepy house with like a creepy silhouette of a of a tree. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah. A so this is right tree. near. Yes. So this is uh, right near Brainerd Airport. So if anybody knows where that is, this is like right around the corner. Um, so I recommend going to you know head over there and check it out and. And see if you like it. But you know, enough enough of me talking about the brewery. Let's let's drink their beer. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps. 
unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow I could like record CJ saying beer or something like that. Yeah, that would work. Or just like screaming and crying. That would be better. <laughs> I don't know why you guys hate that drop so much. <laughs> it's it sucks. It sucks. It's a bad drop. It's a bad drop. Audience, I'm not gonna edit it out this time. I don't have the time to to deal. I don't want to listen to it one more time to cut it out. So, <laughs> audience has got to deal with it. Let us know how much you hate the drop in the Discord. I bet you they like it. <laughs> or if you please. love it. Or if you love it, let us know. If you love the drop that Todd found when he typed the word beer into search and clicked the first link, let us know. That was like the third <laughs> or fourth link. Okay. You know, we've got, we've got other... Be- we, you, know, you guys always make fun of me when I play titties, so I didn't play that one. And I could have played you know, the other... I guess I could have played the real big fish one. But you didn't. You played the weird folk one, and now here we're still <laughs> talking about it, and instead of talking about your beer. Yes. Right. So, as you guys can see, this beer is as dark as it comes. Um, you know, billion SRM, as as was Obert's. Uh, the head, there's no discernible head on top of the beer. Um, on the nose, all I smell is coffee. Like, it smells like an iced coffee. So, maybe it's going to taste like an iced coffee. Which, at 10%, I wouldn't be upset if it tastes like a coffee. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I didn't realize this. This is what it says on Untapped, that it's made with our friends from Drumroll Coffee Roasters in Weathersfield. Um, so that's where the, is that name the same comes name from. of the coffee people that you have. Well, yeah, that's the thing is mine is drum coffee. You have drum roll coffee. Oh, this is just very weird. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> With that, tell us how it is. Tell us more yes. about it. Let's dive right on in. It tastes a lot like coffee. Um, I don't get any lactose. I don't. I don't get any bitterness from cacao. It literally tastes like like you know a stout and an iced coffee got poured into a vat and like carbonated it and gave you a beer. Um, super roasty, super toasty, super bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing else I can say. It it tastes like coffee. Uh, like I, it just tastes like I'm drinking an iced coffee. It, it doesn't even taste boozy. It literally tastes. Like coffee with a hint of beer. Can you mixed feel in. the lactose in it? Can you t- tell no. the lactose is in there? It's a little thick, and that's probably the lactose. One and a half C's. Y- yeah, it's it may- maybe has like a quarter of one C. It's the with a lower part of the C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a little. If I if I'm being nitpicky here, it needs a little bit more carbonation. Could that be the crowler? Possibly. Uh, but yeah, crawler is tough. Yeah, the crawler wasn't flat though, so okay. You know, how, the how beer old could, is the crawler? I I bought it a week ago. Okay, I so think that's we gotta so, do that for a face your beers segment. We gotta see how long you can have a crawler for. Because I've never had one more than like I've only ever taken beer away in a crawler and opened it like that night or that next day. Like same as what I would with a regular crawler. Because um, I'm curious how well they store the carbonation. I've read in places where you're supposed to drink them within like two weeks, like 14 days is the max. I think is the like the general rule of thumb. Now, could this have been sitting in their cooler for a week before I picked it out? Possibly. Could it have been sitting there for two weeks? Possibly. So, I wish there was a date mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, it's 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 good. Um, I would say that I wish I would have had this on tap just 
because I'd like to know what it tasted like with a little bit more carbonation. Even so, if you're just grading this on a coffee scale, I would say it's pretty good coffee. Um, I've never had drumroll coffee out of Weathersfield after trying this. I'm going to have to head over there and try some, some cold brew coffee from them just to see if it's, you know, if it's good, if it's as good as this. Because there's a lot of good coffee flavor coming out of this stout. From a beer standpoint, I'm going to give it a 375. I still think that despite the fact that it's flatter, it's it's got really good flavor. Um, I always enjoy a good coffee stout, especially when you can't really taste the 10% booze in it. You can't really taste the stout in it. You can just taste coffee. That's exactly what they're going for. Um, I wish there was a little bit more cacao in here, but nothing I can do there. Right. That makes me. That does make me wonder, uh, you know, with the whole... I don't know if it's a COVID thing or what, but a lot of breweries are pre-making crawlers uh, now. And I'm curious what the turnaround time on those are. Or maybe it's just the heavy hitters. Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious. I, I don't know if they keep them like yeah. oh, two weeks and then toss them. Or... No, my question is like, because when you're canning, you're using different system than when you're, growl- when you're putting stuff in crawlers right in front of like, right off the tap in the front of the house. Like when you're, right. when you're, canning stuff you i think you have better control of like getting the air out of the can and 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 not having as much spoilage i don't know when they have these pre-made crowlers if they're more like a growler or crowler is normally from a tap in the front or if they're using more of like a canning type system i I mean it's a great question i mean if there are any breweries listening please write in because this is very interesting anyway so you gave it a 375 um, I, th- I think there's a, I, I, I'll tell you, there's only 74 check-ins here. So we don't even have a thousand check-ins between all three of our beers. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to think that the untapped diverse likes this. Uh, most people in Connecticut, when you talk about phantom brewing, it, it has a good reputation. Um, I think people like their coffee stouts. I think this one in particular is a good representation of a, of an actual coffee stout. It's kind of hard cause I don't know what it tastes like carbonated. So I'm just going to go simple. I'm going to go 4.0. I know it's not a 4.0, but I'm going to go 4.0. Well, it's good enough to be man of the people, Todd, because it comes in at a 4.06. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Yes. Damn. It was a good rain. I'm coming for the lead. (laughs) But I think that was our lowest average beer tonight, so... When yeah, you said solid beers. when you were like, "Oh, people are gonna like this," I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna guess way over." And then, I was, uh, I was hoping. I yeah. was hope. I, I mean, I didn't have it pulled up, but I, you know, I thought it was exactly a 4.06. So uh, <laughs> I can, I can judge Tud's beer better than better than he can. Uh, but <laughs> so now we're all but tied damn. up, one to one, <laughs> one to one to zero, to zero. Big goose egg, big swan egg for Obert over here. <laughs> Damn it! But you know what though? Uh, uh, so far, I've had a a cocktail, so you know, not even eligible, and then a beer with eleven check-ins. I'm like, okay, my time, my uh, time will come. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but now, is the whiteboard going to dissuade you from having cocktails? Never, never, never. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, that, I gotta, that is I, a risk. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta keep. I gotta keep bringing the beers. I can't. I can't ever venture out. Sorry, sorry, cocktails. <laughs> See, the thing is, now I. If the more cocktails I do, the bigger the my excuse is of why I'm not winning. You know. Oh. Right. Oh, or if I, I have am a lead winning, it's like, that much more I can rub it in. You know. <laughs> and when I have a lead of forty, you know, to one, 
you can then start to drink other things because you know there's no way you're going to catch me. 40 to 1 to 0. I'll still never get on the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's funny, though? Everybody knows who won the first Super Bowl. So Green Bay Packers. There you go. You know it because True. everybody, everybody also knows who won the, the second first. Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that's that's easy. Green yeah. Bay Packers. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take a guess who won the yep. third Super Bowl? No, I have no idea. <laughs> the, the Jets. Football trivia, folks. Yeah, no. Yeah, they beat the Colts. Yeah, Joe Namath called the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to think about it. I was like, no, five? No, we won five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think four is the Kansas City Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. But anyway, and then football really started Super Bowl five. That's when they got the whiteboard. <laughs> That's when they got the whiteboard. Yeah. That's when the record books officially start. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I want to I want to bring this up because you guys actually text me about it. But um, but there. So for those of you that don't know, I like Pokemon uh, and I play it all the no. time. No, I did not know this. Yeah, I know. It's Wait, a big thing. How, how did you hide like this a- for so many years? <laughs> can we get a sound drop for like news alert like coming in over the wire here because this is breaking news i think we're about to hear breaking news this is old uh, pokemon news brought to you by drinking alone with friends a podcast Is well, that, is that good po- or is this better? That's a That'll duck. Work. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, for those, because of that, uh, we talk about Pokemon a decent amount. But t- today, this year marks the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, which is kind of crazy. Uh, now, that's of course the J- Japanese release. <laughs> Tud is very excited. You <laughs> can't even talk about it. Uh, but they did announce a couple new games, and y'all were asking my thoughts. So this is an official. Uh, excite excitement hype trailer i don't even know what to i don't know what to call it uh <laughs> well you are you're the resident ex- pokemon expert of the podcast and from what i can yeah, tell that i think is true from what i can tell this is like the biggest pokemon news in a long time in years maybe a decade so uh i wanted to hear i was like i gotta hear chris's take on all of this well now i'm kind of intrigued because a i don't know what the hell we're talking about but b if it's the biggest news in the decade I feel like, like, didn't they just come out with a game, like, a couple years ago? Like, it wasn't that the biggest news of, like, <laughs> that year? That that game came out in 20, 2019, so. Uh, but, yeah, so, first and foremost, they announced, well, there's new Pokemon Snap, which is coming out April 30th. Super excited about that. But, they announced remakes of Diamond and Pearl that are going to be releasing at the end, towards the end of 2021, which knowing Pokemon would be about November-ish, they'll 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 launch. Diamond and Pearl, uh, I know Obert played a lot of Diamond and Pearl with me a long time ago. Back in the day. When we were ma- back in the day, making uh, eggs and perfect teams and all that stuff, um, as well as like a, a group of our friends. <laughs> I feel like I missed Hundreds the boat hun- on Pokemon. You did, you did. I don't know how you did, but you did. And, uh, but Diamond and Pearl originally came out in 2007 and I probably logged 500 hours into it, just hatching eggs and stuff like that. So, um, super excited about that. The Pokemon community is very, I don't know, they're a bunch of babies and they're complaining because it's not the art style they were hoping for. They wanted more of like a sword and shield or let's go Pikachu 
EV kind of deal. It, they they kind of went back to like a more cartoonish style, uh, which I don't, I didn't dislike. I don't know. I didn't even think about it, but apparently a lot of other people did. <laughs> uh, it's the internet. You'll never but, keep everybody happy. No, no. Especially like community, diehard communities too are like, and it's not just Pokemon. It's literally every diehard community is just like the worst. <laughs> But I was still excited, super excited for whatever they do to uh, upgrade the games. Uh, the bigger news, the biggest news oh, is hang a on, new... Hang on, I got, I got a sound drop for this, the bigger news. Okay. Pika, B. Pika, Pika, Pika. There Pika. Pika, Pika. Pika, Pika. Pika, Pika. Pika, <laughs> I didn't know it was that long, but that that cracks me up. It's a lot of Pikachu. It's like those ten hours of Pikachu noises videos on YouTube. Oh God, that okay. was great. It was that was that was awesome. So they're coming out with a new uh, game called Pokemon Legends Arceus which will launch in 2022, and this is the game everybody has been waiting for. It's like a Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon-looking game where it's all in 3D in like an open-world-style game where your goal is to discover and create the first Pokedex ever. Um, judging by the trailer, it's about a minute and a half. You should check it out. There's a couple trailers. The new Pokemon Snap, uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes and now pokemon legends arceus and yeah it's kind of like you know it shows you like sneaking up on pokemon and apparently you have to like watch their habits so you don't like scare them away and you have to throw pokeballs at them and catch them and you can you can battle i saw some battle scenes so it's pretty cool uh it takes place it's the first it's i guess timeline wise it would be the first pokemon game because it's talking about uh the legend of arceus which in the Pokemon universe, Arceus is like the god of Pokemon, created all of the Pokemon. So I'm really excited. Uh, it's some back lore of the Pokemon uh, universe that was like never really addressed outside of Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> They're like, oh, Arceus is the god. And then you never hear of Arceus ever again. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's like it's the Pokemon game that people wanted. Um, and then, of course, people are like, well, it's not multiplayer. It's like, god, just come on just go just take it we're making those steps so so i gotta ask some questions as as a non-pokemon expert as the as the least pokemon-y pokemon person on the podcast mm -hmm. this to me sounds like this would be something that would interest me because yeah i don't like this i don't like the style of pokemon games where you just kind of wander around and they pop pokemon pop out of nowhere and you have to battle them and do like the whole japanese rpg type thing where you know i hit you you hit me and then we kiss under a tree and all that stuff. How is this yep. different? That's how it goes. The Pokemon Legends Arceus one or yeah, the yeah, yeah. Sword and Shield one? Or the, the Diamond and Pearl one? The the, the, Ar the, the Arceus one. You're the taking God pictures one. of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I think you're always going to have... I think that Pokemon battling is always going to be turn-based. I think it'll never not be turn-based. So if you're waiting for a non-turn-based Pokemon combat game... You've been waiting for a long time, unless you just want to take pictures of them. But yeah, it's I'm I'm super excited. Arceus is like more so. I mean, yes, you still have to catch Pokemon. They're still battling, um, but it's the the it it is a full blown like 3D RPG. It looks like it was made with like the Breath of the Wild engine. Okay. So 
So that yeah, that would interest so, me. I'm gonna have to watch this trailer. It looks like based on that that thumbnail that you sent over that there are Pokemon in the White House. Yes, <laughs> it does kind of look like that, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what room you're in, but but my boy Cyndaquil's getting some representation finally. Yeah, finally. in the Oval we've, Office. We've, we've been we've been waiting for it for such a long time, but. I, I'm as a Pokemon streamer. I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited for all the games, uh, and like you know, who knows? Maybe next year we'll get Let's Go Johto, like everybody wants, or at least I want. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, very excited, very excited. Well, thank you, Chris, for the Pokemon update. I was really confused I about all the news and all the different games. That kind of helped clear up the difference between what's what's coming out and when. Yeah, and for those of you that fast forwarded, welcome back. Yeah. So wait. So when are the release dates? Um, late 2021 for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. That's what they're calling. That's what they're calling the remakes. And early 2022 for Pokemon Legends Arceus. So okay. And then April 30th for New Pokemon Snap, which you will be able to see on Twitch.tv/BeardGamer. Okay. All right. So without further ado, let's let people know they can stop fast forwarding by playing that song of Jordan's <laughs> and let them know that we're going right into our frosty mug of wisdom with three handles on it. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Mug of wisdom. All right, thank you, Jordan, from Wreck My Podcast for that amazing song, which always kicks off an amazing segment where we take our frosty mug out of the freezer. It's of wisdom. We fill it up with wisdomy wisdom, things like recipes, life advice, hacks, uh, you know, things. Of that nature. Just stuff we care about. Stuff we're passionate about. Um, you know, Chris could have done Pokemon, but he got that out of the way early. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. So All I see is over the next over the next year and a half, I have four Pokemon. Oh, there we go. But um, <laughs> the person who gets to pawn the mug off is Tud, Hog, 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 Man of the People, who this week wins it. On the board. Um, it's on the board. So It is on Todd, the board. Who's going first this week? Chris. Of course. All right. So my handle this week is something that I picked up on an impulse at Walmart. And I was playing with during the recording. Uh, pretty. I'm actually like, I bet I've, I've seen these before. I've not bought them until recently. But I figured, yeah, try, to pump, try and spruce up the streaming setup. And uh, I bought Smart light bulbs smart led color changing light bulbs boom there they go uh they can change a a whole array of colors you can set them to strobe they're very easy easily controlled from your uh an app on your phone um and it's it's kind of neat Uh, i haven't quite figured them out uh well i figured out how to use them but how to make them pop on stream so far uh but i decided i'm gonna put one in cj's room because he was over here earlier and he was (laughs) 
he was very excited about them because it would change all the colors. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for, yeah, spruce something up, you can set it to like a light red, you know, set the mood for things. Or you can tell people you're brown chicken, brown very, cow. You're, you're very green with envy. St. Patrick's <laughs> like, Day? Just like, it, so far, I'm just getting like, a, like murder vibes and nausea. So it's the two <laughs> colors you picked. So. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. That's that's all. That's all. That's okay. What it. I, I, they just happen. Well, I was red earlier, and then it's green on the box, so that's what I got. So, <laughs> but they're pretty cool. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that you can dim them too is a pretty nice a feature. Like you can have them on just straight white if you want, and uh, you can dim them. Which, if you don't have dimmers, like we don't anywhere in the house, that's kind of a nice little feature as well. So, uh, you know, check them out. I think the two pack was like fourteen bucks or something at Walmart. And they're 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 Mercury brand. I'm sure that's some kind of weird off Knock brand. Off. Mercury spelled yeah, wrong. It's, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Actually, Mercury is, is no. Spelled I know. Wrong. I saw the box. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's a K in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it works with Google. Uh, works with. I think it said it works with Alexa too. But I haven't set up. I haven't paired them with Alexa yet. So I'm pretty excited to see what I can. Uh, do with that or just move them into lamps around the house and have dimmable lights where i don't have dimmers so that's pretty cool so check it out there's a bunch of different brands i know phillips is probably the the tried and true one uh but hey i ain't got that phillips money well i I will say chris welcome to the club of co-hosts who have lights that they can control with their phone uh it's now a club of three members (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, I have to, I got to do what I got to do, man. I have light bulbs that are controlled by my phone, by my Echo, by my glasses, everything. I can control my entire house with just my voice, soon yeah. with just my thoughts. <laughs> I have a couple of the light bulbs that are not color changing, they're just the white. But then I also have the str- a strip of the multicolored LEDs, like above my kitchen cabinets as backlighting. Um, yeah, and I like going through and playing pulse with the colors and stuff. That's really fun. Right, right, yeah. right. I think you, t- I think you've talked about the strip lighting before. I may I have been it, a previous handle, handle, but uh, we're yeah. we're a big fan of lighting handles here on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anywho, there you go. That's my that is my my much better handle than most of my other handles. <laughs> Very nice. Oh. Uh. So how do, so Tud, do you want to go next or do you want Obert to go and you you top the mug off? Um, I'll go next. Okay. Um Tud sandwich. Yeah, a Tud sandwich. It's just my favorite type of sandwich. Um, my handle this week is a cat toy. Oh, uh, just because my cat is obsessed with it and oh, uh, so much so that he's obsessed with this toy that the vacuum cleaner vacuumed it up this morning and destroyed it. And when I came downstairs to to work, he was sitting near the RoboVac, uh, crying and meowing at the RoboVac and trying to bat it because it had sucked up his toy and destroyed it. It's a very sad story so far. This was a very so <laughs> wow, I had what a great handle. Yeah, so I had to go out and buy this toy all over again. Oh, there's another twist. Okay, return of yeah. the toy. Yeah, I had to I had to go return <laughs> it, and now he's now he's back to being a happy cat. Um, but this morning he was a sad cat, and that is called this. It's a cat toy called Da Bird. D A Bird. And what it is, it's a big, you know, it's a stick with a string on it, and at the end, there's a feather. Now, I know what you're thinking, alright, you just described a feather toy to me, and 
went on this whole spiel. But this is a special type of feather toy. When you wave the feather in the air, the feather, for however it's designed, the feather spins in a circular motion as you pull mm. it. So like not only do you lure. get, yeah, yeah. So not only do you get a, a feather that the cat is always entertained by, but it also moves in a different way than the cat is used to. So it quickly becomes any cat's favorite toy. Uh, I learned about it from another friend, and uh, their cats absolutely love this thing, and they so much so that they, they have to hide it, kind of like we do. Like when we don't play with this toy, we have to hide it because Simba will go absolutely nuts for this toy and run around the house with it in his mouth and try to destroy the feather and uh he just basically becomes totally obsessed with it and basically anytime i open up the drawer that he knows that i keep it in he runs directly towards me like i'm gonna take out the feather and play that's how much this cat loves this toy correct correct (laughs) uh so it's it's called da bird uh go check it out you can get it from most pet stores. I think you can get it from Chewy. Uh, it's about ten bucks, and it's it's a blast. Your cats, I guarantee, your cats will love it. So uh, I'm gonna hand the mug off for the, the the final topping. You've got some light bulbs. You got a cat toy. Thank you, Ted. Yeah. So this week I had a uh, friend of mine was taking a trip to Washington to Spokane because they sell things in Spokane that that aren't aren't legal in Montana but are legal in Washington and uh, they also were going to another local attraction which is Trader Joe's we don't have Trader Joe's around here but I um, I know at least one friend of mine you know friend of the podcast Lindsay she's a huge fan of Trader Joe's and uh, they have a cult like following online for certain Certain products, especially. Certain... Our Trader Joe's always has a line around the corner to like go in because they limit the amount of people that are allowed to go into a Trader Joe's right now. Okay. It, it's always out the door and around the corner of the building it's in. Well, because there's no Trader Joe's near me and this was like a special opportunity, I uh, got some recommendations and I asked to get some junk food picked up. Special Trader Joe's junk food. And that's my handle this week, which is like their snacks because they're very delicious um some of the things that i got let's see so what i got here i got um oh this is this is my favorite i've had this one before these are the mango mangoes which is like gummy candies that taste like mangoes um they're like if you like gummy candies you will love the mango mangoes um i also have you brought a shopping bag as your handle this is interesting well okay <laughs> maybe you're someone who has never been to trader joe's and you're like what's the big deal try these products you'll find out for sure I also have the uh, the gummy tummies, which are penguin-shaped gummies, but inside of their inside of their tummies, it's like gusher juice in the middle. So imagine a gusher inside of a gummy. That's that's what's going Ooh, on here. Nice. Yeah, okay. For sure. I feel like you're gonna make me go to Trader Joe's to get some of these things because I I don't Dude, I don't go to Trader Joe's. Well, once you go, you'll know why there's a line for sure. These I haven't had before, but I'm excited to try them out. Oven baked cheese bites. This is another highly recommended one. Um, I gotta have, and and I think you could get these pretty much anywhere. But uh, I heard the Trader Joe's brand is pretty good. They're the um, milk chocolate covered peanut butter pretzels. That's always a good one. So this is this is my haul. I got some more mango mangoes. I also was told the um, I think they're Scandinavian swimmers, which is their knockoff of Swedish fish. They're better than Swedish fish, from what I'm told. Okay, I've also heard um, their their wine. They're two. It's called two buck, three chuck. buck chuck. Yeah, or is it used it to be three two buck, buck chuck. chuck. Now? 
Now inflation. it's feedback check. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that that's pretty good. Uh, Ober, I hope that you enjoyed your snacks along with your weed delivery. Um, yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna play stupid that you know, we don't know why your friends drove to Spokane, Washington. That's uh, hey, I didn't say anything about what they they drove there for, but this is all they got me was some Trader Joe's stuff. I figured if they're gonna go to Washington, I don't want them their trip to go to waste. So they got me some junk food for sure. And uh, you know, I've done my best to resist eating it all, which has been tough. But uh, but we'll see how long this lasts. Um, Trader Joe's and they're their junk food that's my handle this week go check it out and i figured i was like you know who would appreciate this handle chris and his love of grocery stores and their apps hold on do they do they have an app if there's i don't know but i, I imagine they gotta have an app they gotta have i wonder if app. there's a i wonder if there's a trader joe's around me there's gotta be right well there's, there's one next to tut i didn't know that but we officially now in our town on the same road have an aldi's and a Trader Joe's, which, as we all know, Aldi's and Trader Joe are the same company. They um, are. Yeah, they're owned by the same company. They're owned by the same family. And now we have one on the we have one of each on the same road. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, like I said, those are some some tasty snacks. Um, but anyway, Todd, I'm have to go. I'm have to go one day. Take us home so I can eat a bunch of the snacks. <laughs> All right, so we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, first, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking uh, Phantom Brewing for their drum roll stout. I would like to thank Fat Orange Cat Brewing for their Welcome to Harga double IPA. And I want to thank Imagination for their Oh Sweet Combination Elation. Please make sure you head over to social media on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Untapped. And follow us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure you head over to our Discord and join our Discord there because why not? Uh, we've been getting a lot more activity over there. So go on over there and, and join the conversation. Also, make sure you head over to Patreon and check that out as well. Um, also, Make sure that you are sharing this with your friends and telling them about how awesome of a podcast that you found. Whether you live in Connecticut, Montana, North Carolina, or anywhere in between, or anywhere that's not in between there, because you know there's still a handful of states that aren't in between those three states. And also make sure that you head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review and or five star rating and a review, and we will appreciate that completely. And that's how you help uh, spread the word about our podcast without telling your friends. Because you know, I mean, I guess if you really do actually want to drink alone without friends. Maybe you're looking for a different podcast. But thank you very much for listening. My name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I've heard the Trader Joe's chicken salad. They have a bunch of really good frozen food, but a five-hour drive, it just doesn't, doesn't work out. Their sweet potato gnocchi is supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's frozen. Oh, uh, you could have you could have sent it with like a freezer bag. Yeah, yeah, I could have. Five hours is still a really long time. We drove five hours for Trader Joe's. And, and <laughs> Tr- Trader Joe's weed. I'm surprised that you got any of those snacks at all. I know, right? Like, like they got weed, and then they had a car full of Obert snacks, and you somehow got your snacks.